You are listening to the Uncovered Canvas Podcast, and we'll be right with you. fucking bag so luckily we didn't go because the cruise itself was 14 days but we showed up early so that way we could be at the port so when we load up and stuff not literally flying in and then rushing to get on the boat day one they lose my luggage so we spend a day basically trying to recover from the jet lag and then also getting me like replacement clothes just in case something happens and they were able to get it back to me so that was good so all that shit that was fine and dandy so we were in san diego and dude it's fucking it was hilarious there's a part where my uncle and i go to get alcohol they have fucking padlocks and shit on the damn freezer doors (laughs) and everything and here I'm thinking, we're in San Diego, and it's pretty well off. You know, there's parties and stuff. Like, there's clearly money. It just looks like shit. Right. And it, it is shit. Like, it's fucking filthy. There's homeless everywhere. Mm. Like, people are just ignoring them. So, you know, there's fucking uh, fancy hotels, block parties, fucking uh, clubs open. I'm like, damn, this is a really bustling, like, area. And then I realized, oh, yeah, no, they're... Like, yeah, sure, it's ri- it's well off, but then you realize, oh, look at all the other people. Like, I don't think I went more than a couple feet without seeing, like, a homeless person. Yeah, I'm worried about that. Uh, I'm going to be, like, for all the listeners, I'm going to be moving states next year, uh, hopefully, uh, to Washington. And that's something I'm really concerned about is because the population is going to essentially double to quadruple uh, from where I'm currently at. And with, with we already have a lot of homeless here, like on every street corner is like yeah. what at least one person panhandling. It's really bad right now, uh, especially with the housing crisis and stuff. So when I get there, it's I'm afraid that it's going to be even worse. We are walking out of the 7-Eleven after we're getting like room temperature water for my grandmother because she mm-hmm. can't have like cold water. It really hurts her throat. So we got her like a gal, like a, a liter or something like that. I don't remember what fucking uh sight or size that we got i got a gallon and i chugged that like i had that container the whole trip that was great and what ended up happening is as we're walking past them one of the fucking guys like hey man i want to get like as we're walking past them i'm like all right just just ignore him just ignore him whatever don't interact with them don't do whatever just walk past because fucking guy like like zombie walking behind us Trying to get a Heineken from them. Because we bought a... There's also a limit to how many alcohol you could... How much alcohol you can buy at a time from them. Right. So, I'm like, what the fuck? A, a six... Uh, a 12-pack of Heinekens is what my uncle bought. And I got a bunch of other stuff that I might need for the boat. And freaking fuck padlocks on the damn freezers. That's hilarious to me. Because they're so ghetto, they'll go in there, steal like a single one, and get out. 
Because they just want the one. They can't, like, they don't have enough time to take the whole six-pack or 12-pack. So it it was funny to me. Uh, food there, pretty all right. I, the, the only uh, place, oh, the, the hotel we had, it was like a little uh, studio one. From the window, I could see a Mexican restaurant right next to an anime merch store right next to a tattoo parlor. That, that was hilarious to me when I saw that. So next day, finally get on the boat, load up. Woo, that was great. We're at sea. We're, at, we're taking a lot of photos. I'll, I'll see if I can find a way to share this because it's fucking 13 gigs worth of photos. And that's after I took out Jesus some of Christ. them. Yeah. You know, I, I made a bet to myself. I was like, okay, so I was in France for a week. I want to see if I can get make get, take more photos than that. And clearly I did. So, <laughs> yeah. What was your uh, what was your gigabyte size for your France photos? I uh, can check in a second. So what ends up happening is I just keep any time I get a chance to, I'll just take more photos. Six point five four gigabytes for the France trip. Woo! So you doubled it essentially. Yeah. Admittedly, you know we were gone for seventeen days versus the uh, nine. So, yeah, two. So double trip, double photos. Yeah. So the first day, you know, we're loading up, having fun. You know, I took a lot of photos for the, uh, you know, the trip. Like, I'm actually really surprised at how much there was for me to do as an adult on the boat. Because, you know, it's, you know, the, so let me, like, set the stage again. It's a Disney cruise. Disney has an entire, like, cruise uh, business along with their animation stuff, their theme park, and yada, yada. So they, they dip their toes in a lot of stuff. So Disney has been cruising for... This is actually the 25th anniversary of the... I believe it's the 20th or 25th. I'll have to look up because there's a bunch of fucking... There's probably a photo that I took saying which one it was. So it's, it's very Disney-themed. And here's the damn, like, deck hero from the first day. As soon as it loads in. So I'm going around taking photos. It's like a big like, woo, we're setting sail, yada, yada. Come on board. Like, come on the deck and check it out. So like, there was a lot of people. They had like a little like stage show with like all the characters like Goofy, uh, Pluto, Mickey, Minnie, Donald Duck. Like they were doing wow. like some little, like little party thing. And I'm like, you know what? That's, that's dumb, but fun. You know, it's for the kids. I, and I'm, I'm enjoying it too. It's like, you know, I can get excited for it. So there's this whole party thing going on with them and we end up going it's a day at sea so we have a lot of just no let me walk around have some fun do whatever and there's a lot of lounges on that boat too for the adults so that was nice and while i was on that boat i will 100 percent say i am not a gourmet meal type of person Mm -hmm. i order fucking uh, on the menu, there's like something shrimp, and I'm like, "Ooh, shrimp!" On the first day, and let me have that. Fucking, I get a damn little saucepan with like three shrimps in it. Oh my god! Well, As yeah, an appetizer. Disney. That's how they get you. And I'm like, "Motherfucker, what the hell?" How much was this it is... though? Let's see how much of a how much of an issue this was. How much? Was oh no, it? no 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 no! Like here, here's the thing. So the way they do it is all the expenses are paid, right? If you get the cabin, like uh... the buffet food, your dinners. A couple other activities on there. That's all coming with the cabin. It's just what they do is the price of the cabin is the same no matter who you take along. Like if the cat the cabin, let's say it costs like two thousand dollars, right? Right. If you put one person in there, it's still the same as if you put four in there. Mm-hmm. 
just with like a slight like bonus like you got to pay whatever but it's like minuscule compared to what you're paying for the cabin right so that's included with the cabin so there's gourmet food i will say that there are auto gratuities and everything you fucking do on that boat like oh let me order a beer they'll take 18 percent and put that on it too so that's, that's one ridiculous. thing uh yeah, I know. It was really annoying. But I will say the service... Yeah, it's Disney. It's expensive. I will admit. The service, though. Fucking hell, dude. That was like 12 out of 10. I'm I, I'm, yeah, I'm, the dickhead that's like, I don't tip. Because I'm, you know, thinking like, hey, come on, man. Like, that. why do I have to give you more money to do your job? Right. I mean, I'm the same way. I, I also don't tip uh, may, for two reasons. One, like... I don't agree with this whole, if you can't afford a tip, you can't afford to eat out. No, because the price of the food is what it costs to eat out. (laughs) So it's like, I can afford the food, I just can't afford you on top of it. And that's fine, because uh, like, I don't, I don't pay you. Like, your, your employer pays you. I can't afford to pay you to do your damn job. Right? That's always been the mentality for me. It's like, hey, I don't get, you know, clap back for being the maintenance guy that helps you get your Tesla parts. How come Tesla isn't sending me, like, an extra tip? How come anytime you uh, walk by me and you have a Tesla, hey, where's my tip? Right. So, besides uh, the point, uh, the service is great. And even someone like me who doesn't, like, actively tip would be like, hey, you know, I'm going to throw a couple bucks this dude's way because this dude actually cares, treats, admittedly, because of all the auto gratuity and stuff, and, like, they're making solid, but they're going to be away from their families for, like, six months. So, they have a lot of contracts, and the servers are there are great. It's, like, really diverse on the ship, too. They got, like, people from all over the fucking world on this boat. And I think there's, like, six or seven of them. And it was really cool. So, we had... Uh, actually, I ordered calamari the first day. Shrimp was another day. Because I'm looking at the photos right now. So, I had calamari, and then I had the steak... And the one with the calamari that looks all right. I mean, the sauce was pretty meh, and but I drenched that shit in lime. It was, it's a pretty decent portion for the calamari. And then they give me this nice like, steak with the asparagus, the fancy uh, mashed potatoes, little tomato in them sauce. It was great. Uh, needed a little bit more seasoning, but it's okay. So first day, fun. Got to get used to the things. Uh, because we had my grandma on the boat as well, they were super accommodating for everything. They had the wheel, everything we showed up. Like we show up with the wheelchair, right? We get one for her at the at the customer services. We to wheel her around and stuff because we can't have her like walking around the boat all the time. Like it's a right. huge boat, and she's an elderly citizen. So we get her the wheelchair, and whenever we show up at the wheelchair, they relieve me of my duty and wheel her to our table and give her a great spot, and it's fantastic. Day two. We have a mart. Uh, we have a. I'm trying to remember if this was a martini tasting or not. I think this was a mixology. Yeah, so this was mixology. So it was us learning about different drinks and how to mix it and stuff. And every single time we took this fucking class, everyone got the damn counting system wrong. So the way they do it is when they pour, they have a specific counting system so that way they know how much is what. So you pour and it's zero one zero two zero three zero four yada yada to get like however many ounces for your drink. Every single time we took one of these fucking alcoholic like classes, every single fucking person they got 
to mix the da- to make the drink always fucked up the counting. So it's like, okay, I need you to do this for six seconds, and it ended up being like uh, seven and a half wow. for the poor. Yeah, uh, that was great. Oh, uh, the Disney restaurants that we ate at, like the the lounges and dining. They were all, like, Disney-themed, too. So this one is based after uh, Rapunzel, uh, the Tangled movie. So I got a better photos oh, for wow. the uh, Rapunzel later. So it was, uh, yeah, it was Rapunzel's uh, Royal Table or something like that for that. And it was modeled after Tangled. And then, oh, my favorite was Animator's Palette. And that, oh, man, I really hope I took a lot of photos of that one because it was great. Oh, yeah. We should probably also be describing these for audio-only people. Right, 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 right. right. So for uh, Rapunzel's Royal Table, what they have is it's, like, fancy, like, uh, dining and whatever. We it uh, Each day had a different attire that was uh, asked for the crew. So some days it was cruise casual. Some days it was formal. Sometimes it's semi-formal. Most of the time it was cruise casual, but for special things, they'll uh, ask us to dress formal. So for Tangled, what they have is the lights are actually the lanterns from the movie Tangled. But, or uh, Rapunzel's Royal Table. Right, hanging ceiling the, lights. Yeah. So, and like at the center stage is this nice little like royal uh, carpet thing. So that way any, because it's, it's, it's a stage show type uh, restaurant. So we had, like, these actors who are Flynn and Rapunzel, and then I'm pretty sure there's, like, OCs for, like, that specific uh, restaurant, but, like, kind of pretending that they were also in the movie. It's been a while since I've seen Rapunzel, so I think they just might be other uh, ruffians from that. There probably are, but, like, maybe they, like, have names or something. Because there is a whole, like, song sequence in the bar. Yeah, yeah. Each one has like, oh, I have a dream. Yeah. I have a dream. Like those guys. Yeah, so they, those guys probably got fleshed out for the sake of the stage play or something, you know. Oh, it, it is like just them being like, oh, I am like the bestest of friends with the princess and yada yada. Oh, and so it, it was so it's like, okay, it's a post movie play then. That's yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So the whole time it's like, wait, how does she still have her long ass hair if she loses it in the fucking movie? And I wasn't the only one, like, bringing that up. And I'm like, hey, man, I'm not, like, that, like, or modern Disney, I'm not too much of a fan of. But I I, I think the last movie I legit, I'm trying to think what the last one I legit watched. Uh, but what, side tangent again. While I was on the boat, watched a lot of Disney movies. Because in our cabin, why wouldn't they it? had, <laughs> yeah, right? So um, let me describe this. Let me, like, get a better picture. So the dining restaurant, if you've ever been to, like, uh... Like a, like an Olive Garden or one of the more like fancy restaurant types. That's the general idea for like the layout and the tables that we get. And then the chairs themselves, the chairs, the carpet are like purple, but they have this like nice little star pattern. And it's the same star from the movie Tangled. So you look up and you see these lights, which are the lanterns from the movie as well. And then at the front of the restaurant, or quote-unquote front, like the stage area, it's this nice little, like, pseudo uh, stage that, like, they stepped out. Like, if you've seen the movie Tangled, there's this little platform that they get on at the Lantern Festival. That's where they have the actors, like, do their little thing. But they'll walk around and, like, interact with us. So, 
they have like little like songs and stuff too so i was actually impressed that they were actually pretty good at like doing the little songs and stuff and i'm like you know what the i i know they're like supposed to like it's a it's a kids movie and it's a kids like theme stuff but everyone in this damn restaurant was mostly adults like this entire cruise there are way more adults and older people than there are children so the fact that even as you know an older gentleman as myself i actually enjoyed you know the little banter that they had and the fact that when they would come to our table i guess they're trained in improv or pretty good at keeping character so like the bandit guy i think i have a photo is like uh saying like oh yada yada can you believe the princess uh or can you believe that they said they don't have enough room for my piano i play the piano great it's like right it's such a big castle they could have had it in the foyer it's like right that's what I said. I'm like, okay, this is great. He's like, they're probably trained in improv or something just to like keep the show going. Um, this is Luminaires, so it's a lot more. I guess it's comparable to your fine dining type thing, like your uh, rich white people uh, uh, layout. Mm-hmm. So this uh, Luminaires is based off of Beauty and the Beast. Oh. So. It's not really – if you went to, like, a fancy restaurant, you wouldn't really know it. But, like, I'd say that, but then I look up and the, the like, straight line. So on two, there's two halves of the restaurant. All of it's, like, rich, white people, neighborhood, fancy restaurant. But then in the dead center is these lights that – and in these lights – is the flower from Beauty and the Beast or the rose? I love how the focus, and, like each of these places that you're describing, like each restaurant is like it's just rich and fancy, but also these lights, man, these lights are so amazing because they're themed. I mean, they have to, <laughs> yeah, they theme, like they theme the whole thing. Like the uh, luminaires they do look is more, really nice. like, and a, I like the menu yeah. too because it's got the the rose in the in the glass yeah. piece as well. So, and like at the front of the restaurant they had this nice painting or mural of uh bell and the beast dancing and then you have like you know characters on the side like cheering them on like yay they're dancing yada yada so that luminaires was a little weaker in its theming besides like the center uh, row of rose lights and then the nice mural painting of beauty and the beast that was fun uh had a lot there i got a question for uh, you actually yeah. Uh, so I've never actually been on a cruise before, so I don't know what it's like. But when you're in in uh-huh. one of these restaurants, because the fact that there's not just one restaurant on this thing, but two for all these fucking people is insane to me. Yeah. But can you feel the waves while you're in there? It depends on how good the water is. So there were days where it was pretty rough and they were like trying to balance themselves really well. Other times there was like, oh no, we're in pretty calm waters and... Yeah, not that fine, but yeah, you will feel the waves if it's pretty bad water. So it's so disorient, be disorienting if I'm in a completely windowless room with a hundred other people, all trying to eat my meal, and I'm watching my meatball roll off my spaghetti. <laughs> no, 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 like that's the best thing about it too is like the all of the utensils and the plates and stuff they're like weighted, so that way even if it's a rough waters, it'll still stay on your table. Yeah, but the the food so, won't. Like you could be upside uh, down and your food would be like, oh, here I go. Here's the, or here's an example of like the plate that we got. It's just the show. So it's, uh, the center is, the, the sides are actually raised up a bit. Let me, uh, okay, that, there we go. 
So the centers of the plate are like sunk in. So that way it will hit the side of your plate before it falls off. Uh, let's see. Okay, here's some Luminaire stuff. And then it was another day at sea. Or no, uh, the day three, I believe, we reached uh, Cabo. And it was okay. Yeah, like, see what I mean? Where like the plate has like the center, like the center's like kind of sunken in and the yeah. outside is raised a bit. Yeah. So I think that's probably how they mitigate okay so the utensils and the cups are weighted so that way they don't fall off and i think that's how they handle like the food not falling off yeah your that plate makes sense because it's like it putting is. it putting it in a, in a saucer yeah yeah so while we were in cabo that was uh there we go while we were in cabo that was pretty neat because the mexico because the cruise itself was you start in san diego and you end in texas so we went to uh, Mexico at least four times, and then we go through the Panama Canal to uh, make it to Texas. So what I learned on the boat is what Disney will do is whenever they're moving the boat, they make a cruise out of it. So even as we're leaving, in te like even at the end of the cruise, we're leaving, they're loading people in because <laughs> it's another cruise. Like the day of we get off, they're loading people in so that way they go from Texas to wherever. Because they always, like, make it a cruise to reorient the boat. So while we were in Cabo, it was okay-ish. We didn't really do any excursions there. It was more or less just us checking out this little, like, market that they had. I didn't get really any photos in there because it was really... It, it had, like, a farmer's market type deal. I did get a chance to see some seals. That was neat. Neat. Because they, uh, you know those uh, driveways that, like, go into the water so that way you can put your boat in? Yeah. So what they do is because the sea because it's a tourist area. So what they do is the seals will literally go on this little incline waiting for the tourists to like throw them food. Oh yeah, they learned. They learned that tourists love giving handouts. <laughs> yeah. So there's like there's I took photos of some of these seals just like ur, ur, ur. like as soon as I heard that I'm like, oh wait, fuck tchotchke, fuck uh uh fuck all these tchotchkes. Fuck all these uh, knickknacks. I'm going to go take a picture of these damn seals because I can hear them. What is so a tchotchke anyways? Uh, it's uh, like a little... It's, uh, same thing for knickknack. Oh, it's just another so word for it. With the, uh, here, let me... Uh, the Jewish word for shiny collectible. That's what it is. Shiny collectible. A bit on the trashy side, but it's cherished. Like, it's very much the... Uh, one man's trash is another man's treasure type deal. Yeah. So, uh, I that that's a word that I taught my family because I kept using tchotchke while I was on there. And it's not spelled like, how you think it would be spelled. G guess what? It's the not. <laughs> like for anybody out there, however you think tchotchke is spelled, you're wrong. Okay, the first letter is a T. You <laughs> fucking, <laughs> you are not. <laughs> Yeah, I'm right. It's bad. Yeah, it's T C H R O T C H K E, Chachki. Yeah, it's Yiddish. So... <laughs> so when they quote unquote Americanized it, they got rid of the T. But uh, the the way they uh spell it now, depending on how you apparently at one that. point it used to be for in the u.s it used to be slang for a pretty girl or a woman and the example sentence yeah. here is 
Just look at my little tchotchke growing up. Just say it in a Jewish accent. Okay, so, uh, tangent. But the only time I've ever actually, like... Uh, this this showed up in comics at one time. So someone was saying, like, oh my god, uh, excuse me, everyone. Have you seen a Muslim-American girl? Or I'm looking for a Muslim-American yada-yada girl. And he describes the character. And I'm like, what the fuck is a Muslim-American? Because, like, the only people that, like, you can say they're Jewish as if they're in an ethnic... Like, the only people that you could say as if it's in an ethnicity is, like, Jewish people. Yeah. What they mean is a brown girl from the Mideast. That's what they mean by Muslim. Yeah. Muslim-American. It's so... It was so dumb because, like, the writer is very progressive. So the fact that it's like, hey, well, you know, we have to consider this define... as well, right? Because we have the term Asian American, but Russians yeah. don't fall under that category, right? Right. That's weird. Oh, right. Because technically Russians are Asians, <laughs> yes, right? Russians are Asians. But we call them Russian Americans. And then Indian right. Americans for Indians. And this is something I had to learn the hard way. I'm very embarrassed about it. But yeah. I thought, like, for whatever reason, me being in the Midwest, I'm like, I was talking to my ex-girlfriend. I was like, uh, Indians aren't Asian. They're Indian. They're from India. They're in the region, which is closer to the Middle East than anything. It's yeah. like, no, but they're part of the continent of Asia. So they're Asian. I'm like, fuck. Huh. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. That makes sense. Hey. Yes. But that was like some, some uh, latent biases that I had growing up, as well as like not understanding that the four cycle of weathers it's not global yeah and never has been yeah like russia has a muddy season yeah it's like some places have six seasons some places have two seasons i don't think any place has one season but it's like it's crazy like because i thought i thought it was like a global cycle like everybody experiences yeah. it differently right like we're in winter but it's like hot in australia right it's like but it's still yeah. winter like it's winter time for the yeah. earth and that's the way i thought about it it's like no 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 it's summer down there and then they have winter and fall and then like in other places like on the the equator they don't have any of those they just have rainy and dry like those are yeah. the two seasons they don't oh, have man. summer winter fall you know like although they may have the holidays and stuff and like cycles and sleeping and whatever that fall into those categories they don't have those things and like that was very hard for me to wrap my head around it still is like i don't understand because like you know we, we consider like the winter solstice or the summer solstice or yeah. some you know some shit like that like this is all stuff it feels like the way that it's talked about it feels global but it isn't yeah like while we were in a, a kind of jumping the story a bit we were uh in puerto Vallarta, and that has a rainy season and then not rainy season like yeah it, it's crazy. It's like the fucking UK. So uh, while we were in Cabo, it was basically like this little far. Like uh, we either get an excursion or, or actually, okay. So I remember now. We had to cancel an excursion because it was scuba diving and seal watching. Now on or ATV riding. Now my mother unfortunately didn't read the fine print about what the activity was. She just booked the excursion, and I told her, Ma, you do realize that she's gonna be out there in the sun if she's not scuba diving, right? Like there's going to be a boat that's clear. So you could see the bottom, but you're still going to be hitting the sun. And like, Oh snap. Right. And then I asked, her, like, what else were you going to book? And I was like, well, ATV riding. He's like, have you ever been on an ATV or a four wheeler? Like, no. 
They're like, Ma, that thing's a pain in the ass to drive even if you're, like, younger. Now you're going to put an old woman on this thing? And I show her the pictures of what it looks like. It's like, oh, she can ride that. And it's like, yeah, no, Ma, that's a pain to ride. So we end up canceling that, and we go to just – we're in Cabo just exploring the general pier area. And there's this flea market-type building that has a lot of your tchotchkes, your knickknacks, your souvenirs from the area. Now, I don't – I got annoyed with this uh, later in the cruise. But I don't mind you if you got your hustle going, right? If you're going to – like, I respect everyone going out there and trying to make a living. But if you're fucking annoying about it, I have it in my right to say, no, thank you. Please fuck off. So – Luckily in Cabo, the only time I had to really deal with that was this one woman really aggressively trying to sell my grandmother this $200 fucking tablecloth. Jesus Christ. She doesn't have a fucking table that can use that tablecloth. And she's pushing her, like, regularly. Like, she wouldn't leave her alone. And I'm like, lady, can you clearly see she's not the one making the financial decisions? The people with the money are over there. I don't know what you're trying to sell her on. And she's in this wheelchair, too. And I'm like, okay, we're done. Bye. And I just push her away and my mom is telling me he's like yeah she gave you a dirty ass look after you just pushed her away like keeping her away from making that sale and i'm like no leave this fucking elderly woman alone she doesn't have the money to buy your fuck i don't care if it's handmade whatever she doesn't have a table a table for your tablecloth and it's the first day of this 14 day cruise or technically second day it's the first stop of this 14 day cruise and if you guys are gonna blow you know a thousand dollars on the first place you're not gonna have cash for the other areas you go to mm-hmm. so they she gave me a dirty ass look uh I, I liked cabo i took a couple more pictures of the scenery while we were there and uh side note i also like this entire trip i've consumed more alcohol on this trip than i've had in the entire year prior wow yeah in the span of 17 days i've consumed more alcohol than i've had in the entire year and oh boy it was great i, I learned for sure that i'm a rum guy so that's nice that's good that's good to know in the future yeah yeah uh, and that night we went to animators palette and here, I'm not going to lie. This, th- I would like say, go on a Disney cruise just for this fucking place alone. I, I, I didn't get a chance to take some photos for the whole place on the first day we went to it, but the menu that's lenticular. So it's, it's little Mickey in his, uh, you know, wizard outfit. Yeah. From Fantasia. Yeah. We're, before, er- after they removed all the racist stuff in it, right? <laughs> uh, Animator's palette was super cool. Uh, I had uh, another sirloin steak and yada yada. Okay, yeah, so there was that. Then it was another day. Um, we ended up going to Puerto Valleta, and that was pretty neat. We got a lot of sightseeing. We saw the... Uh, I took a lot more photos here. It was a nice beach area. I took a... I sent a lot. Well, I... Unfortunately, there were times where I just did not have a signal. So I would like be in and out of like, hey, uh, hey guys, here's yada yada. So I took some photos that would like make great backgrounds for some of these, like some of my buds that do commissions. Like here's the nice subtle beach. Here's um, this one was nice too. It, it, uh, to describe it a bit. So it's a nice, you know, uh, the wa- the waves are just pulling out. You have the nice little soft sand. The second one here is like a nice little like staircase, but like it's a wide one to get to the beach. It's like right up against the shore. It's pretty nice. Yeah. So while we were there, my mom had said like, okay, 
we thought, okay, you want to know what? Let's get a tour bus or a tour, like, let's get someone to drive us around because we're not going to really enjoy this area if we can. And there was this guy here that's like, okay, for 35 per person, I could drive you wherever. We got a little van and we drove around, saw some of the, again, we asked him, like, hey, we're going to check out the sites. We want to do this. We want to do that. And he's like, all right, we'll do this. So he drove us around, checked this out. There were times where he's like, oh, look, there's an iguana there in the tree. So he like kind of put it on his hazard lights so they can go around us so we can see this like brown ass iguana in the trees. Hmm. And then he took us to this tequila farm way in the back. I didn't even have a signal there. And oh boy, dude, that was a lot of tequila that we had. That was nice. Fucking nice and strong. Uh, Puerto Vallarta is also in Mexico. Cabo's in Mexico and Puerto Vallarta is also in Mexico. I bl- Let me make sure because I know when Col- we went to Colombia a couple times too. Yeah, it's a... Uh, because Colombia, we had... Yeah, 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 no, that's that's later. While we were in Puerto Vallarta, we had this fucking... Uh, we had all this tequila, and that was nice. And uh, my favorite line that I got that I might use is, all drunks go to heaven <laughs> as we're fucking drinking this tequila. And, oh, boy, like, hero. Here's a nice close-up on one of the fucking bottles. So uh, for all the other bottles, ladies and gentlemen... It's you know normal tequila. You have your like your your the nice the round bottom kind of the spine on the top, and then you have your circular bottoms, the like the little cork like thing on the top, just for uh, design. Right. And then here's the fucking one that surprised me. So he's the, the scorpion tequila was something else. Yeah. So what they would for, do for the listeners is got a legitimate actual scorpion just floating in it. Yeah, so it's not like floating, floating. There's a wire to keep it in there. So when you pop open the... Yeah, so it doesn't just fucking pour out, yeah. Yeah, so when you pop open the cork, it's gonna, like, fall to the bottom. Because he had one to give us to try, and fucking hell, man, that shit was strong. That put some fucking hair on my chest that day. (laughs) And, oh, man, I could feel it going all the way down to my stomach. That shit was strong. So I'm looking at this damn scorpion... And what they would do is people would legit fight over... Because this is a Mexican thing. You would fight legitly over to have the last pour. Because the last person to empty, like to pour the last drink gets to eat the scorpion. Oh, Jesus. And people would fucking like have bar fights over like, Nah, fuck you, man. I get to drink, eat the scorpion. And they would fucking fight over this. Oh, man. It was great. And uh, we had a lot of uh, tequila while we were there. I took a lot of photos. We ended up going back to uh rapunzel's royal table that night for dinner mm-hmm. so we, we had our excursions we took a lot of photos it was more like oh here's the site here's this person that was famous that we went to and here's an image of the stage that because we were seated right in front for the rapunzel's royal uh, table thing right so here's like joe schmo i i think there's a dude with the hook in the movie and like a dude with like the like a tin can hat, like a uh, like a bucket hat with like a line. There's definitely a dude with a hook, but I don't know about the tin can hat. The I believe the well, one of the two where one of them is an OC and the other one's like a pastiche of someone in the movie. So the first day we didn't have the show. The second day is when we had the like people having a show and stuff, right? Yeah. So the like the idea behind the show for like this day was oh so they're gonna surprise Rapunzel with like a surprise birthday party before the, her birthday, and that's when these guys would go around uh, to the different tables doing like their improv stuff and like hey how's the cruise yada yada and stuff and that was neat. Uh, one thing that uh, 
adds to the whole spectacle of the customer service is someone, one of our servers made this rabbit out of a napkin for my grandmother. And she thought it was a uh, uh, a pastry uh, or something. She put it in her mouth? No, 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 no. Like, she didn't want to eat it. Oh. Because it looks so good because it's such a cute little rabbit. So what they did is they, you know, like those tablecloths that you have at dinner and stuff that they put on your lap or you put on your, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. in your shirt to stop yourself from making a mess. He used one of those and like did like, you know, some, uh, craft thing to make it look like a little rabbit. And this whole, she kept that whole thing for the whole cruise because she thought it was a pastry and she put it in the freezer because she didn't want it to go bad. And we had to tell her, like, no, 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 that's a napkin. And it was so cute that she kept bringing the, like, she, she took care of it. Yeah. And then there was a day at sea. Oh, here we go. Here's uh, the some of the photos for Animator's Palette. This is us going into the restaurant. This is when I, like, for sure, for sure took more photos of the area. So what is Animator's Palette? Is it just... So Animator... You'll, as soon as the pictures load, you'll see. So Animator's Palette is another restaurant in the... Uh, on the, on the boat. Mm. And this is actually, like themed after like classic disney animations or at least like a lot of the sketch work and stuff that they do for their work like you'll have They're pixar like, hey, and stuff in here remember when we used to do this <laughs> kind of but it's more like actually trying like it, you know how like some people uh say like oh it's just nostalgia bait and then there's peep then there's stuff that's actually like harking back to it like if you uh like the boomer shooter is a thing now so where you have like the pixel art like old school doom versus someone trying to emulate it but just kind of like actually like like bank off of like oh hey boomer shooters are a thing now let's make this half-ass game to get people to like have nostalgia for it's like genuine love versus you know yeah like the being yeah being here like it feels like they the people whoever designed this genuinely had a love for like all the stuff disney has because there's like uh frozen sketches in here for the character art and stuff like i know it's cg now but like there's Frozen in here. There's some Pixar stuff. Monsters Inc. is in the background. Uh, the menu itself is a lenticular menu, so you see uh, Mickey doing his thing. And the whole place is like riddled with. Oh, in Animator's Palette, the butter knife is a paintbrush, like a fancy big paintbrush. So it's carved to look like an exaggerated paintbrush, but it looks really cool. And we used that for. Uh, to cut our bread oh. so there's like screens all over the so what they do is like these screens are like framed and pushed out so that way they look like paintings and they'll play different like little animations of whatever they're doing so like let's say uh they're, they're one of the days they're having uh the the candle guy from beauty and the beast is like there's like be a guest and it's going through like all the screens are playing different like dinner scenes as he's singing like the whole be our guest song and it's like from all around like from the fucking 1930s disney stuff to the modern stuff i don't uh i think we saw some wish stuff in there but i don't remember for sure for sure that's insane if you did if there yeah. was some wish stuff in there that, that'd be well i guess no because wish is supposed to be like the hundred year anniversary film right yeah. yeah, Wish and the Marvels were playing on the boat, by wow. the way. Like, um, yeah, so if you're on that boat, they'll play it early for you. So there's that. Um, last time I took a Disney cruise was when the live-action Aladdin was not in theaters yet. So uh, that was the last time I took a cruise on the Disney stuff. And that was when I went to the Bahamas. So that was a while ago. 
and I enjoyed it. Like, I didn't get a chance to watch the live-action Aladdin film, but it's nice that I could have, like, at any point go up, go to the theater. Because there's a theater room, too. There's three of them. Like, one that's, like, a stage show theater, and then one that's an actual, like, IMAX-type theater that you can, like, sit down and watch whatever they're playing. Right. So, uh, while I was in the Bahamas, this was a long time ago, so... While I was on the Bahamas cruise, Aladdin, the live-action one with Will Smith as Genie, that one was playing. So for this one, it was the Marvels and Wish that were the thing that we're pushing right now. And I just couldn't really care for either of those movies, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um, but, oh, uh, in our cabin, uh, one thing that they did was when you look up for, like, the bunk bed, it's constellations of Peter Pan. So you see Wendy and her siblings being led by Peter Pan to Neverland. So like it is very Disney-themed. Um, afterwards, I slept and then got up early so I could see us reaching Panama. So it was a day at sea. We go to Panama, and we're, going, we're crossing the canal. And that was technically a day at sea. So it was mostly just us goofing around, doing whatever. Uh, we had another... Uh, alcoholic class i believe this one was the mixology one mm -hmm. so so it was like actually mixology themed so i think the last the first one was a martini tasting and then this one is an actual mixology class so that was us uh doing that again that was the story about like people fucking not like miscounting again every single class we did they miscounted so eventually it was the same person teaching it because mm -hmm. it was at the same bar so eventually she's like uh we're gonna use the the jigger, I believe it's called. What the you little, call like, me? Uh... No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> hey, fuck. You are not gonna do this. Then. We are not doing this, Darren Hero. <laughs> a jigger, jugger. I'm trying to remember what the fucking thing was called, but it's that stupid uh shot thing that they have. You have a double shot or a single, mm. and uh, she ended up using that one for the later classes because so many people just fucking kept messing up their damn counting. So. That was fun. Uh, it was another day at sea, so it was us going through the Panama Canal and then going to our next destination. Yeah, seeing all the uh, seeing all the fucking ship crates just hanging around, being like, "Oh man, I sure wish I could get through." Yeah, dude, it was a fuck. It was nuts. Like when we reached Panama itself, like the canal, because it was a day at sea. And then when we get to the canal itself, it was fucking pitch black when we got up because we wanted to see the canal. So we get up at like four, and it's like pitch fucking black you can't even see the damn stars it's nuts it's not until the sun comes up that you can actually see more of the stars so we are looking around i'm like ma those lights over there are other boats and someone with like a fancy schmancy like ten thousand dollar camera was able to zoom in and see like oh yeah you're right look at that and it was nuts hold on let me see if i can have a decent picture because my phone couldn't really take it so Here's an example of the lights. Like, imagine it's, like, pitch black. The only lights you have is, like, you're illuminated by your own lights from the boat, right? And then you look off to the side, and you see, like, it looks like civilization, kind of. But all of those lights, even that little mountain thing in the background that I showed, that's like a mountain in the back. Everything else that kind of looks like civilization is just another boat. Because Whoa. we did not reach the canal for another, like, two, three hours. Wow. Yeah, so that's not civilization. Those are all their boats. And that mountain is like the mountain range that we're supposed to get to, but we're still so far away that the lighting from over there is what's like causing us to see it. So that was a nice thing. Um, we crossed the canal. We got to see it open. We got to uh, you know see the whole thing. It, got, it goes 
uh, we go into the little slot, two doors close, water fills in, then we go again, and it's just, like, we're going through the canal. Like, I'm not going to lie. It, it's cool when you're there, but it's kind of whatever if you're, like, just seeing it. Right. Like, it's really, it, it is an interesting to say, like, oh, you went through the canal, and you got a chance to see it, like, IRL, but I'm not going to, like, say go out of your way to, like, like, like it's a, a, a tourist thing, you know? It's something that's super important. So that night while we were doing the canal, we went to this place called Palo. And it was very uh, art-themed. And it, like just general like drama and the arts type restaurant. It's actually super fancy. Like If this is like the... Uh, I know I say like rich white people think for the other restaurants. But this one is like you need a reservation just to get on the list to get a reservation type fancy. Damn. And it's like one of the highlights for the You thought this other place thing. was fancy. I heard you like fancy, so we put fancy in your fancy. Yeah, it's nuts. So it it was really cool to like get into Palo again because it's a really cool restaurant. And to the point where it's so fancy that when to cut our meat, right? To like to serve while well, we, we ordered uh I ordered steak and some other stuff. Uh we got freaking fancy cutlery for it. That's incredible, like, how, how distinct each of these, like, locations are. And it feels so much yeah. bigger than it should. But I guess, like, modern shit technology is. allows for this kind of stuff. It just, it feels it's like it really shouldn't. really nuts. It feels like something that big should not be able to float. So, like, they had to, like, they got us, like, a box. I, I didn't get a picture of the box, but, like, we had a, he had to give us, like, our, a brand new, like, uh, a French cutler, French knives to cut our steak because it's uh, fucking monogrammed that's insane yeah so that was that night and that was sweet that was uh for my mother's birthday and dude this is they it was really neat to check it out so the second day we were in Cozumel now Cozumel is (sighs) where I'm gonna bitch and moan so please level with me people I'm sorry Cozumel is where I got really fucking tired of the people trying to... Ri- to Cozumel is where I got really annoyed at these fucking people trying to sell their freaking knickknacks to us. Because they were aggressive trying to sell this shit. So, Cozumel is this island right off of the coast. So, it's another island in Mexico. So, it's closer to... Uh, if you look at a map... Mexico has this like little like little kick like Mexico looks like it's gonna like, like it's kicking something the very very tippy like the side of the toe area on the map of like Mexico is where Cozumel mm. is and it's interesting to see how like there was a story that they told us where Cozumel itself is the place where it has the second biggest wall in the world China being the first one Jesus Christ. Yeah, so the reason why they established this wall and stuff is because they kept getting raided by pirates. It's always the raiding, right? It's like, first it's the Mongols, then it's the pirates. Yeah, so what happened was, is the Spanish showed up here, and they're like, oh, sweet, let's take over this place. And then they had to defend this place by, like, fortifying it and shit, because they kept getting raided by pirates. So you have all these fucking walls and shit on the the island. Because the pirates kept showing up. <laughs> and I got a lot of like interesting photos from the, like, the museum we got into there. And they told us a lot about how the, Inquis- the Inquisition was there a couple times to like you know snuff out heresy. A lot of the photos I took were of like, uh, Christian paintings and stuff. So it, it was nice to, there. Unfortunately, again, it was another thing where like my grandma could not have like, done this 
But we did go to like a little aviator or an avian uh, uh, retreat or safe haven or whatever. And it was a lot of fucking birds, dude. I didn't think that they'd just be chill and moving around. It's fucking peacock just like chilling with the rest of us, just walking around with the tourists. And then a freaking uh, parrot it was just chilling right in front of the damn uh, souvenir store, just not giving a fuck. I took a little video and saying, like, dude, this bird is just sitting right there, not giving a fuck, and the tourists are just trying to avoid stepping on it. Oh, yeah. It probably sees, like, hundreds of thousands of people a day. I'm sure it's used to it. It's just used to it. Yeah, and there was, like, flamingos, and, like, there were some pretty cool turtles and some crows. It was a really nice little bird, uh, bird safe haven. So, that was called Zumel. I enjoyed it. I did get super annoyed, because we also went to another, like, little far like uh farmer's market type uh building that had a lot of stores and i had to uh keep telling my mom like yeah no if you're gonna buy anything buy something here because the guy is trying to sell you shit over when we were at like the pyramids and the forts and all these other places because we're seeing like the sites and we we didn't have enough time to go into some of the forts but we did get a chance to go to the museum talking about the history of the island and stuff so my ma was being raided by these fucking, you know, uh, knickknack salesmen trying to, like, pawn off these fucking, oh, look, 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 uh, uh, uh handmade, uh, dominoes. And I'm like, who the fuck gives a shit about dominoes? And I guess that's, like, a very common thing there. It's like, dominoes is a fun game or something. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, yeah. There was this, um, uh, other guy in the, uh, what was it called? Was it a pilot manga thing or whatever? One of the ones yeah, that yeah, I was yeah, in. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, one yeah, of yeah. the ones I was in, there was another guy who was working on a series called Boneyard. Um, and that, that, yeah, it was like huge from where he was, where he grew up. Yeah. Yeah. So it's cool, I guess. But uh, once we go into like the farmer's market type, uh, or excuse me, flea market type uh, stores and stuff, we see the exact same fucking boxes that the guy was selling us at the forts. And I sent my mom a photo and was like, oh, yeah, no, nice handcrafted ones that you can buy for $20 cheaper here than at the fucking fort. Like, they upcharged it. Buy so a lot. That yeah. was nice. Yeah. And after we got back, I ended up taking a day uh, off, basically, because we were at sea. Because these are pretty, like, there were a lot of sea days. And I took a trip around the boat. I believe we were back at, I'm trying to think what... Uh, I didn't take another picture of this menu. I think we went back to Luminaire's for a dinner that day. Mm -hmm. So it was the Beauty and the Beast one. Afterwards, I took a trip. And all around the boat, there are these either cells or concept work for different Disney animation stuff. And I'm talking like cells for stuff from like the 30s. So uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves was the first theatrical Disney film. Obviously, they did shorts and other cartoons beforehand, mm -hmm. but I didn't know about the earlier stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they did a lot of commercials. They did a lot of uh, concept cartoons. Like, this is uh, where the whole cartoon idea comes from, uh, is that they were, you know, little, little, little packets of animation. And I'm checking this stuff out. And, like, all of the staircases have these photos. And it really dawned on me, like, not to get into too much but when i saw these it really dawned on me it's like damn i because these are photos of uh walt disney himself a man who had to voice 
Mickey Mouse himself to really like get his animation stuff out there before like they got some guy to do it for him. And I think back to like, damn, give me more Walt than Disney in this company because while we're watching like the different films, like so the films I watched for sure, for sure that I remember, we watched Hercules, Aladdin. I watched I don't know how many times. <laughs> um, Tarzan, that was fucking great. Tarzan, I watched at least twice. Once in Spanish because my grandmother needed something to do, and I'm like, oh, let's put Tarzan on Spanish while you know we're chilling. Um, I we watch uh, Lilo and Stitch. We watched uh, Mo both Monsters Inc. and Monsters University. Oh, mind you, on the main deck, like on the top of the boat, they were also playing movies. So. Wally was up there. Like we, we didn't see the whole movie, but we saw like enough of the movie to say that we were watching it. Like a good like sixty percent by the time we got up there. So we saw Wally, Wreck It Ralph. Um I know I think Aladdin was on top, which wanted which caused me to want to watch it downstairs again. The Bolt movie was on top, the one about the dog. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah. Uh Princess and the Frog, which is a movie I haven't fully seen. But I actually really enjoy it. It's a la it's the last, as I understand it, it's the last 2D animated Disney movie that they've made. I think her name was what, Tiana? Yeah, something like that. I actually really like how it's, 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 okay, it's a type of story, people. Don't fucking make it a thing. It's a rags to riches type thing because it's her working her ass off to, like, get her own restaurant and stuff. And then... Uh, she ends up going on this, you know, magical adventure because she gets to turn into a frog because this prince ends up getting turned into a frog. He's like, oh, wait, you know, if you kiss me, I can turn back human again. And then, you know, I can give you the money for your restaurant. And then she ends up getting turned into a frog. Yeah. And then now they both got to find out why. You're, you're like, how to fix that shit. Yeah. So it was, a, I, I've seen bits and pieces of the movie and I think I saw most of the latter half of the movie on deck. So I, I got to sit down and actually watch the movie because I do enjoy that concept enough i've seen the movie in its entirety in parts so at one part i've seen like the beginning of the movie and then at other times i've seen the latter half right of the movie but like never I... in a single sit down yeah so i know the whole general gist of it enough to say like you know what? i actually like tiana enough like I, as a character she's pretty neat so we saw that um i know we watched both of the disney uh christmas themed movies the anthology one where it's uh, Donald Duck and his nephews who are trapped in a time loop and they learn to really appreciate Christmas. Mm -hmm. Then it's the uh, goofy one with the son Max and like really uh, like Max having like this existential crisis about Santa Claus and whether or not he's real. And then the Mickey Mouse one was the I don't remember what the fucking story was, but like he has to sell his. I completely forgot about that Max one. Now that you just described it, oh my god, core memory unlocked. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. And then the Mickey Mouse one was him selling his harmonica to get a chain for Minnie's watch, and then Minnie sells the watch for the they they sell the thing that they're getting the other one for, for the other's thing. So now Mickey has a harmonica case without a harmonica and Minnie has a chain without a watch mm. yeah it, it was that story and for the longest time i'm like wait i thought the mickey mouse one was first in that and the max one was the last one like i completely fucked up the order no no, no excuse me i thought the goof of uh, the donald duck one was the last one and the mickey mouse one was the first one because the 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 nephews is them literally experiencing christmas over and over and over and over and over again 
not understanding what it really means, you know, like the, the real meaning of Christmas, yada, yada, right? And the la and them breaking the time loop is them really realizing what it means, you know, to come together and enjoy Christmas. And then the other one was the Disney version of, like the animated one, uh, or excuse me, the Mickey Mouse themed version of A Christmas mm. Carol. With, you know, Ebenezer Scrooge and yada yada and so on and so forth. We also watched A Christmas Carol uh, while we were there too. So the uh, Jim Carrey mm. version. Or no, no, no. Hold on. Was that yeah. him? The, the recent one. Yeah, there was a whole, uh, I think back in 20, I want to say 2012, there was this huge campaign where Disney uh, had a train that was traveling from city to yeah, city. Yeah. The Polar and Express. The, yeah, the the train that I would not the not the Polar Express. I'm talking about like a it was a legitimate like Christmas Carol with Jim Carrey train. Oh yeah. really? And then each car was like themed about some aspect of the movie and the movie's creation because they're like really proud of the technology that they used. So it was like the second time that uh, mocap has been used for something like this because the first one, like you said, is for the Polar Express, and then they like essentially perfected it, quote unquote, for this uh this jim carrey christmas carol movie uh and then the studio shut yes, down yes it did yes it did because that movie was a financial failure nobody saw that shit <laughs> it's a shame too because i actually do like that version admittedly yeah, i heard it was pretty good it was i liked it the, admittedly the spirit of christmas past freaked the fuck out of me but everyone else is really good i really enjoyed that movie the script like the the way they because there's like several versions of that uh, oh yeah 100 and they're all relatively similar you know it's the same same formula kind of situation yeah but uh, i think i like the uh the disney version with uh, scrooge mcduck i actually really I like, like that, that version. version too that's a really good one i also like the the stage play version is really solid i love that version yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, so good uh, the actual theater yeah, production yeah. right yeah. Yep, that was the first really one good. I ever saw as a kid. Um, it's fantastic. I can it can never be topped in my mind. I'm trying to think which one I watched. I think I probably watched a different studio, but it's another animated version. I think I watched a different version of A Christmas Carol, and then the one that I remember for sure more is the Warner Brothers version, where it's Daffy Duck and all the Warner Brothers tunes doing that. Mm. So you have like the fucking rooster as one of the spirits is like I I I I say I say I'm the spirit of uh, yada yada and it's fucking uh, I think it's I think it's Donald Duck who Scrooge McDuck in that and they're trapped in a uh they're trapped in like a mega store or something and that's the theming there like it's a little awkward it's a different take on it but I I remember liking it I think the Disney version is still my favorite um let's see we also watched the Pirates of the Caribbean because the next day after I did all this, or no, no, it was that that night they did like a pirate themed takeover, like these pirates take over the boat, and they have fucking wires and shit. <laughs> they have a black dude show up and go, "Listen to me, I'm the captain now." <laughs> I'm the now. <laughs> In open waters and all this shit. Yeah, right. And you're like, wow, what a wonderful in-depth experience. This is this is pretty cool. Right? They're starting to shoot people so they... and throw people off the ship. This is really, yeah. Man, <laughs> yeah, it's going ham. So they have like a Pirates of the Caribbean with like wire thing. And fun, there's like, oh, uh, fucking Captain Hook shows up. And then fucking Mickey Mouse himself is on like this wire thing. That's got to be like, so... dangling from a wire. That's got to be so disorienting to be on fucking stunt wires on a rocking ship. Like, the... okay. Yeah, yeah. And then you have fucking Mickey Mouse on the other side, like, ha ha, you can't, 
Captain Hook, we're gonna beat you. And like everyone in the in my family is like, oh shit, is like Mickey Mouse about to like zip line down to the main stage? Wow. And like uh they had an entire like uh pirate theme going on. It was really cool. Uh then they had fireworks and stuff. It was neat. So that night or later that day, we got into like a very piratey theme, so we ended up watching Pirates of the Caribbean. Um I know for sure we watched a lot of the old school Disney movies, so we watched uh the first time actually Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. I've never seen that movie. I've seen parts of it. I understand it's a very important movie for Disney in itself. Uh, afterwards, we watched Dumbo. And when we got to the part with the crows, my uncle had to ask me, like, so are they supposed to be black? Or <laughs> am I just, like, looking into this a little too much? I'm like, oh, my fucking God. Yeah, okay. I understand. <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, you see, Disney has a history that it would rather forget. Yeah. I, I can understand that. And then, because uh, there was Dumbo, uh, we watched Bambi. I, I watched Bambi for the first time, or maybe for the first time through all really? the way. And then both my uncle and my mom, yeah, because I've seen parts of Bambi when I was younger, but I never saw That's the whole insane. movie. And, yeah, so my mom and my uncle were both going back and forth like, is this when the fire happens? Is this when the ma dies? Is this when this, this, and that? I'm like, what are you talking about? Because this is the first time I'm actually sitting down and watching this. It's like, huh. So then, yeah, like, Bambi's Ma dies, and then there's, like, a time skip with his dad, and he comes back kind of more chattish, but then he's, like, he's still a bit of a bitch. So he has to, like, man up to, like, def- to, like defend his woman's honor. Uh, uh, we watched... I We watched uh, Peter Pan. Uh, we watched... Um, we actually watched a good chunk of, like, the old, uh, Alice in Wonderland. We watched both that version and then the... Uh, I believe... They got Tim Burton to remake those two movies with uh, Johnny uh, Depp. Which movies? Uh, Alice oh, in Wonderland. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you have Alice in Wonderland and Alice Through the Looking Glass. Through the Looking Glass. We watched uh, both ver- We didn't watch Through the Looking Glass, but we did watch the original Disney version, and then we watched the, the Tim later in the cruise. Remake, yeah. We watched, yeah. I actually kind of liked the Tim Burton remake one. I understand I liked it's a little the, different well, the from the first one was very, very popular. Uh, it was the second yeah. one that a lot of people had issues with because I think he went a little too, a little too ham on it. I think he got a little carried uh-huh. away. I think was the consensus. It's like everybody's like, I like this really cool kind of like edgy aesthetic to Alice in Wonderland for the first one. It was very reserved. The studio yeah. had a lot of control over what was going on. And then after that was wildly successful, they were like, all right, do it again. And then he was like, uh, sure, question mark. And then just went ham. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I, I can uh, I can see why. I haven't seen that one, so I'll have to go back and see, uh, like, actually watch it for sure. Cause I it's did- pretty good. Like, I, I wouldn't say that it's bad by any means. I think it's very good. It's certainly not as good as the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's got... The the one main thing I got because this this is the one with like I think Mad Hatter is like the yeah. major is yeah. like a major character in the second one yeah because it's Johnny Depp uh, yeah yep yep I mean of course it is it's fucking a Tim Burton movie yeah <laughs> like, you gotta have Johnny Depp <laughs> you gotta have Johnny Depp and I will say to, in his defense every role that Johnny Depp has had with Tim Burton I can legitimately like say like hey no no like th- th- this man is acting it's not like a uh, it's not like a casting situation. Yeah, like he's, he's like, acting. Yeah. Like him as Edward Scissorhands is very different from the Mad Hatter. Admittedly, both of them are goofy, wacky, and yada yada, but they're still like 
distinct different character right 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 guys he but, made uh, anyway yeah, yeah, yeah. He, uh, so the second one in, uh, in comparison to the first one has like a significantly larger cast got like Tweedledum and Tweedledee I think or maybe that's the first one yeah they, 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 they were fight in the, first the Red one. Queen in the first one yeah they, they, they fight they... the Jabberwocky in the second one I think right no 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 that's in the first one they actually fight the Jabberwocky in the first one like the it the final okay, battle but is then they, they fight him. the Red Queen in the second one uh the Red Queen comes back and she's trying to like do time travel shenanigans in that I think from my Something. understanding I, I just remember that it's like really strange and that there's like a really l- like bigger cast of characters mm-hmm. and they're all they're all strange okay um but ultimately like alice herself is essentially the same as she's always been um it's just the world is weirder and then i remember it being darker like, as well than the first one but i'll have to rewatch it as well we'll have to have like some sort of discussion or something yeah, yeah, yeah. all right so alice what's up with alice through the looking glass yeah like actually like see what's going on so we go through around, uh, we end up back in Texas, like, I'll see if I can somehow share this fucking giant-ass 13-gig drive with all these photos, but, uh, it would include some of them in the show notes, so, like, the ones we talk about will definitely be there, There's yeah, yeah, yeah. some extras. So, it's definitely an interesting, uh, it was, I, I had a lot of fun on it, we watched a lot of Disney stuff, I actually ended up thinking back to, and realizing just how far disney as an animation thing went you know has fallen because i i'm i looking around it's fallen it's transformed like the animation uh, let's think about this in this context the animation for disney is better than it's ever been right okay it's just the skills are different the technology is different and worst of all the stories are ass I oh my it doesn't help that some of the music for wish was generated by an ai Oh, don't tell me that. I want to shoot myself. Oh, man, it's... Oh, Oh, that movie already looked like ass. Dude, what's even worse is they were trying... Like, that movie is entirely nostalgia bait. And so I haven't watched it, okay? But I've seen... I watched a pitch meeting about it. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, The the pitch meeting from Ryan George, you know, a little comedy thing. Where he's like, oh, so you have a movie for me? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So the pitch meeting essentially describes Wish as... It's like, it's not necessarily just nostalgia bait. It's an event movie is what Mm -hmm. it is, right? So this isn't a legit Disney movie. It's not supposed to be part of the roster. It's Disney is turning 100 and they needed something to celebrate it. So that's what this is, Mm -hmm. right? So if we think about it in that context, this realistically should have just been like a straight to DVD situation and said it was a Disney plus thing. Um, I think it was in theaters as well, but that's just because they're trying to get those back on track. Anyway, uh, so this movie is about a kingdom where the king is like a magic wish granter and he grants one wish every month, despite the fact that thousands of people ask him for wishes every day, right? So only some, some of them get their wishes. And in some cases, uh, the wishes are too vague, so he can't like grant them. He's like, no way, they've got to be specific, something like tangible and realistic that I can do. Uh, otherwise mm-hmm. like if somebody's like i wish for good health of all okay but like that's that's not even realistic in the sense in a realistic sense yeah. right that's like super vague can't do i that. want world peace on earth so his assistant who's the main character is the black girl uh is like is she i thought that was like she was something else like i thought it was like nope. a... she's uh she's an assistant to him she's supposed to help him or something like she that. gets she's the like, job new. but then the whole because i've 
I've seen people discuss the movie and I've seen like enough discussion about why it's bad. And yeah. like, I've seen like a step, like a not like, uh, kind of like a YMS thing where you basically listen to him and talk about major parts of the movie that matter and not the little other stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or it basically just breaks it down for yeah. you. Yeah. So anyway, she's the assistant, uh, gets a job, whatever she realized, or I guess he admits to her. Yeah. Most of these wishes will never get, uh, never get granted for various reasons, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, but that's evil because all these people are thinking that one day their wish will get granted. And then one day they die and their wish never is granted, but they think it will. And he was like, no, that's just, that's being practical. And she's like, no, that's evil. Anyway. So the whole adventure goes on. Eventually. I, I don't remember what Ryan George said happens, but eventually this guy turns evil because he realizes he's going to use the wish the wishes for power or okay, something. Okay, so basically what happens is he's jealous that there's another there's another potential wish granter and that instantly makes him go like uh, like in the film he is presented as a bit of a dickhead where he's arrogant but he's not evil. Like he's definitely confident in the things that he's do because he's a ruler of this nation or the little kingdom. Right. And basically now someone's challenging him. There's another wizard on the block and instantly he goes to the evil book of evil magic that Totally doesn't turn him evil. And that capital would... E evil. Yeah. And like the wife just gives little fucks about this too. Like she's almost at the end of the movie, I'm told that she's like almost happy that he's gone. Oh. Yeah, that, like... I do remember that. But then she like just does what he was doing in the beginning of the movie. That's what I understand, right? It's like yeah. she she becomes the queen of this of this kingdom as supreme wish granter. But she'll only grant a wish once a month, and she'll accept wishes every day. But only only some of them get granted, which was like the whole thing at the beginning of the movie. Where it's like that's evil, but like it wasn't until it was, and now it's not because now it's a different person. And I, I gotta say, I okay. I'm just gonna point this out. Nothing wrong with the quirky whatever main character and stuff, but it's kind of old at this point. It worked. For Rapunzel and Tangled, because she was a fucking shut-in and literally locked in a tower for so long. Yeah, it was a realistic character trait for a particular living circumstance. It was justified, in a way. Anna also made sense, because she was also basically cooped up in that fucking castle because she was trying to, like, have a bond with her sister. And then Elsa is completely at fault for the reason why that family fucking fell apart, because she refused to elaborate on anything. I've never seen Frozen 2. I cannot comment on the situation. No, I, I legit think Frozen is also a bit of the downfall of Disney. Because it went, not only was that one of the more major CG... My, okay, here's here's my conspiracy theory. Mm -hmm. Frozen is Disney's answer to Wicked. Really? Yes, because at the time, and this is partly why Indina Menzel plays, the, plays Elsa, right? And then she has this whole thing. Like, the story arcs for Wicked and for Frozen are exactly the same. Right, where you have this girl who can do magic, and that's like both frowned upon and also a special thing. She had very strange circumstances of birth that caused her to do this and to have this ability or to look a certain way or whatever. So she had to be kept from society for that very reason of the circumstances of her birth. Eventually she opens up to the world and is introduced to a quirky sidekick character slash rival uh, who is going through their own character journey with love and acceptance and all this other stuff. And then 
they decide to embrace their newfound freedom and have this big song about how they don't need to rely on people anymore. <coughs> Defying gravity. <coughs> uh, let it go. <laughs> Fucking throwing shade. Um, and so, and then like, turns out that this person's journey for self-actualization and independence from their shut-in sheltered life is uh, deemed evil by the common populace. Mm -hmm. She's now considered a threat. So they all march on her to try and kill her because now she is an evil queen slash witch of the West. Savages, savages, barely even human. That's another, uh, we also watch Pocahontas too, just to throw that in there. It's like, she's savages, savages, dun, 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 dun. I just want to throw that in because that song came into my head when you're like, and now they're like getting their pitchforks and now they're going to charge her. Yeah. That's exactly what happens. But they're talking about like pouring water on her because she's got a water allergy or some shit. It's all this other, you know, it just really gets out of hand. They're all scared of her. There's one main guy who pretends to be good, but is actually evil. Who's like spearheading the whole thing. And he's like a very prominent figure in the, in this woman's life. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so it's, it's basically an identical plot. I, Frozen, I don't exactly remember the ending. I just remember that they redefine the idea of true love mm-hmm. into being like, oh, it can also be family true love, which I was like, cool, that's that's a pretty cool message. You know? Like, it doesn't have to be, like, romantic love. It can platonic. be family love. That's pretty yeah. sick. Yeah, platonic love, that's also pretty sick. Um, but in uh, uh, Wicked, she fakes her death, essentially, to bring peace and she does it with the help of the straw man and the uh, Good Witch of the North, uh, also known as Glinda Goodwitch. Okay. So with with their help, they stage this whole kind of like plot to be like, oh, we're, we're storming the Wicked Witch of the West's castle. And then we break in and we get this unwitting girl from Kansas, uh, wherever that's at, to pour water on her and then... Uh, She'll melt into the floor, which is actually just a trap door, and then uh, she can live in peace with her new straw boyfriend. Uh, but in the books, it goes on further, where she like goes into a coma after some point. Uh-huh. I think she gets a. T- I think what happens is like she joins like a, a, a rebellion group, um, like a cult or something like that, and then she gets attacked at some point, and then some years later, she wakes up out of a coma, having like a full-grown child. Huh. And they were like, oh, yeah, you were pregnant before because she has sex with the with the scarecrow before, like before he's a scarecrow. She has sex with him um, and then ostensibly gets pregnant and then is in a coma for 10 months and ostensibly had that child during that time. So when she wakes up, she's just like got a kid now. So I don't know. It's weird. That's in the second book. Yeah. Uh, But uh yeah, she goes back to Munchkin Land. She's from the like the Munchkin. She's like a Munchkin mayor's daughter or something huh. like that. Alphaba. That's a whole thing. Anyway, so Frozen and Wicked are exactly the exact same story with some slight changes here and there. And then Indina Menzel plays the main character in both of them and sings the same iconic song twice. Let it go. But one of it is yeah, let, let it, it go. go, which is like, hey, everybody's calling me evil, but I'm going after this self-actualization thing. That's pretty cool. And in Defying Gravity, there's more of like a rebellious tone to it, where it's like 
everybody calls me evil, but instead I'm going to self-actualize, right? It's like, it's the same idea, it's just a slightly different tone. And it's at the exact same point in the movie versus the play. It's literally like, I think somebody put timing up next to it. It's like within seconds of each other, these two songs start <laughs> in terms of story. Mm-hmm. And then later on, and like this is also a big thing, is that Disney, before Frozen came out, Disney was in talks of acquiring Wicked as a property uh-huh. uh, so that they could make a movie about it. And then uh, they, uh, I think negotiations uh, fell apart because Disney was offering them a bad deal. And so they made Frozen. And then I think, I want to say about two to four years later, acquired Wicked. So now they are making a Wicked movie. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's like, clearly they were interested. Clearly they knew about Wicked. Clearly, like, it fits within their brand very well. Like, this is sometime after Maleficent, right? Oh, wow. Like, it's it's the same same kind of era. Uh, they really wanted the rights to it and didn't get it, so they made Frozen. And then they got the rights to it. So they're like, let me make a quick paycheck and we'll use the money off the top to buy Wicked. I'm but yeah, trying to find that's, that's my conspiracy theory. That's nuts, dude. Let me, uh... <laughs> man, that's crazy. I do, I, uh, so on the last day that we were on the cruise, there was this, uh, bit and here I'm not gonna, okay. So while I was on the cruise, a friend of mine had reached out and basically say like, Hey, what's going on? Yada, yada. I'm like, you want to know what? Remember that idea that I had a long time ago for the NaNoWriMo? It's like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I actually have a design for Greya now. Oh, a friend of mine had reached out for a while and I'm like, you want to know what? Uh, it's been a bit, uh, do you want to work on something together? I'm like, you want to know what? It's been a bit. Do you remember that idea that I had like way back when, because obviously it's a different, uh, uh, when I did NaNoWriMo this year, it's a different character. But this year, uh, that year when I was talking, because it was like, again, it's been how long since I talked about that I was going to do NaNoWriMo for that character? And basically what I ended up doing is uh, I talked to him about it. We were like throwing back ideas back and forth, kind of had like something going on. And eventually uh, we kind of just haven't really talked as much like it's like a couple like pleasantries here and there but we haven't really had a sat down and had a conversation so the first time he fucking reaches out to me i'm like wait uh i want a cruise <laughs> sorry my wi-fi is a little buggy uh we got no signal whatsoever what's going on like anytime i get a signal back i chat him up and basically we uh talked a bit did whatever and eventually uh, he's like okay so how long uh till you get your wi-fi again it's like okay so we're gonna be at sea for these days we're gonna be in like on land for these days so i'll probably have wi-fi and basically uh he's like okay so that gives me x amount of days to do this this and this and then you can uh, change anything like basically design the whole fucking character and then when i get on land and have wi-fi i check my messages like at Mm. one point i had a hundred and thirty something messages like DMs or pings, all this other stuff. So it was nuts. And basically, to sum it up, I now have a cute little design for Greya, and I'm trying to find her fucking chat so I can post her. And she's the sweetest little thing, and I adore her. She's the sweetest little baboo, and I just can't. Now let me post it. Ugh, damn it. Hold on, let me just send it to you directly, because I hate 
Discord doesn't no, no. Hold on. Discord doesn't let you There we go. It won't let you send stuff directly from your images. It won't let it the like, group chats are weird for it. Now if it'll actually load and send it to you, hopefully. Um, basically, after I got the character design back, I'm like, huh, there is a day... This is Greya, by the way. Sweet little baboo. Mm. Uh, he sent me the design. I'm like, you know what? One day in Animator's palette, they gave us these little sheets, and basically... Like cellophane? What they, huh? They like gave cellophane? Us, they gave us these... No, like these sheets, so that way it's an animation... It's kind of like a pseudo-animation cell. Here, I'll send it to you. I've, uh, 10 out of 10 uh, drawing hero. So basically, what our own little character. Oh, yeah, by the way, I'm an official Disney animator now, by the way. I don't know about that. Did you animate anything? I mean. Or did you just draw on their animation? I, 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 I did the character design, so that's something. <laughs> so you're an official character designer. <laughs> okay, I'm, like, my, my parents are literally, uh, my mom and my uncle are literally, like, oh, hey, uh, you're, uh, you should brag to your buddy that does animation now that you're an official Disney animator. It's like, yeah, I know. I can show him that sticker. Like, I'm an official Disney animator now. Um, <laughs> And I'm like, oh, did you? Because it doesn't look animated to me. Okay, so hold on. Let me see. Uh, <laughs> can I? Uh, you want? I'm gonna share my screen. Uh, let me see if I can share my screen. Uh, like, can I do this? So basically, what we did was, hold on. Let me see. Okay, there we go. So let me lower this. Let me. Can I share? Uh, me. Oh, sweet. I can. So I mean, this is gonna like seem terrible. For like anyone but uh, anyone else that's on the show, but uh, there we go. Just let me know when you're actually in. I am in. Okay. Okay. So this oh. is what we did. So like you know how this? Remember I told you like the screen would play whatever. You're gonna have to so, include this in the show notes too. I, I might have to later because it actually has some uh, information. So also you didn't animate this. AI animated this. Oh, there we go. Hold on. There she is, little Gray. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and like each table got like a certain amount of them wow so each table fun yeah each table and there's like there's a huge room so like they also sectioned it off so this you can tell some of these people are artists yeah because some of these look way better than others for the audio only listeners basically what they designed were these um stick figures stick figure-esque uh, character models using templates on a uh, on a board that they had on their table, and then the uh, program that Disney has took those things and rigged it and animated it according to this classic Fantasia march sequence. Yeah, and it's so cute. And Hero, like I'm not gonna lie, like there's, uh, actually let me just play more because it's like it is actually Fantasia stuff, and there's a really cute moment that I lost my shit Ooh. when it happened because. Uh, I know it was in DMs. There she is again. Look at her. Look at her. Oh, <laughs> so great. Like she's waving hi. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, because um, I have to sit down and watch Fantasia again. Like, oh man, it's such a fun flick. And there's no dialogue in it either. It's all just music nope, and stuff. It's all yeah. The whole thing was supposed to be like an animation showcase. Yeah, because it was like the at the time it was the best thing Disney had ever animated. Yeah, so basically each um, each screen is is sectioned off, so different parts of the restaurant is playing uh, those tables characters. 
So mm-hmm. like this one is for us, and then there's another one to the like the left. That's our area, and then behind us there's another screen, and that's playing like that area's characters. So like each part of the restaurant has their own like little sectioned off uh, pieces, so that way like their characters will be in the little animation thing. Because there's so many people there, right? They can only fit so many. So they just ran the program, and like these people will have this screen, these people will have that screen, and so on and so forth. So like trying to accommodate as many people as they can to fit in there. Ah, she's the girl. Look at her. (laughs) (laughs) I get so excited. And eventually they do like mix up the characters, like different people, like slowly but surely they're like mixing uh, different tables together. Yeah. And different parties, because you notice like some of the more like yeah, I guess uh, yeah, because that way it gives it variation. Because otherwise you're just watching like the same thing over and over and over again. Yeah, so like you can see in this one where it's like okay, so the the second one's clearly like technically better than some of the other ones, but they're mixing it a lot, and like boom, yeah. there you go. Oh man, as soon as like the yeah. actual like uh, this is like the Fantasia part, but when you, you'll see when you you hear when I lose my shit, ah, she is again. Just look at her. Oh, hold on. <laughs> this is the part I love it. Inverted colors. Oh wow, that's sick. Na na na, mama. Can your friends do this? Can your friends do that? Oh, can your friends pull this out the little high? Can your friends go boo? Abracadabra, let it rip and then make yourself disappear. Oh, she's again. I like that. That's very creative. And they even put them in depth. That's pretty insane. She shows up one more time. Merlin and Sam the two or three. I see you singing in the video. Friend never ever had you ain't never had a friend never. There she is. Oh, there she is again. Friend like me. Dun, 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 dun. Never had a friend. You ain't never had a friend like me. Woo! That was pretty sick. And then, like, they'll, like, it's like, oh, here it is. Is that the original Mickey I, voice? I, because I, it doesn't sound like it. That's, I believe, that's the same Mickey that was the Mickey that they had for Kingdom Hearts. Oh, okay. So, that, that so, this, was, so this was before he passed, because after Kingdom Hearts 2 they got a new Mickey because unfortunately he had passed and the torch had been passed on to the current voice actor for Mickey Mouse. Mm. And I'm not going to lie, oh, Hero. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, right? Ha ha. Uh, Gorsh, Hero. And the whole time Gorsh. I'm on the boat, it's like, Gorsh, Hero. Sure is. Sure is. Max. Got to make sure I get my boy Max. Uh, Maxie boy, yeah. Uh, while I was watching, I'm like, dude, I can totally understand why the passion for animation comes. Like, I honestly, like, yeah, I was... I'm, like bullshitting and be like oh yeah i'm official disney animator but i can see why there's such a joy to some of these anime like the pure passion some of these animators have when it's like dude i want to see this character move yeah even even this like kind of cruddy that's the thing though right because like animators we don't care so much about individual characters movements or like the individual we don't care about like the object that is moving. We mm-hmm. care about the movement itself, right? Because like animation is interpretation of life mm-hmm. and motion. Uh, so it's like it's one thing to be like a designer or a motion designer where it's like, oh, I want to see this thing move. 
So you're thinking about like its intricacies and how it transforms and how it meshes and how it blends and how this and how that, right? Like how the thing is built essentially. And then the animator is all about, oh man, like what if he like snapped his hand open at this moment and then closed it at this moment and then he did this little like squish down and transformed his body into like a little puddle for just a second and hop back up and it gives this kind of motion impression because like the entire appeal of the animation is in while it's moving right like because uh, you could take each individual frame and like lay them out and be like ah oh, that's a beautiful design of motion right I'd love seeing this character move but when you put them all together and you flip through them really fast, it stops being about the individual frames and starts being about the action itself. And that's the thing that we we love and we go after is the, the design of motion. I'm just so excited because I'm just seeing, you know, this sweet little because I'm thinking like, you know, technically in the damn time period that I had her story set, it's still early Disney. So technically, um, I mean, it's the 1920s to the 30s. So she would be like, it, like she's old enough to, you know, have whimsical Disney adventures. And I'm just thinking about having this little adorable fairy in like, like the Disney aesthetic and just mm. actually having these like whimsical and like, because back it's nuts how much Disney is flexing and all of these older animated flicks like the, uh, before watching Snow White and the Seven Dwarves just the sheer amount of shit that's going on and like because here's the thing disney stories i notice are really 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 fucking basic and almost nothing watching the disney version of alice in wonderland i'm thinking where's the main story because tweedledee and twiddledum literally stop the story and tell two stories until we go back to alice's story in bambi Pretty nothing's happening. I can basically say it's just slice of life for the most part until, like, the story happens. And then Bambi has a time skip. Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, it's mostly just, oh, I'm going through the woods. I'm doing this. I'm trying to escape from the evil queen. And then, like, the evil queen has her thing going on. Oh, fun fact. Uh, I know people go, like, oh, mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the prettiest of all of them all and yada, yada. They get that confused because that's not the line. That line is in Shrek. <laughs> that's true, yeah. Yeah, so they mixed it up because that's the one that took off. The original line's different, so that was always neat to see. And it's always, I, I'm seeing, like, Disney really, like, flex. And um, I learn again, like, going through our conversations and kind of checking out again. In Aladdin, I was paying attention to the credits, and you were right. Each character is actually, like, has their own, like, animator versus yeah. anime itself like it's your cut so you got to do all these characters and bullshit and having them do their thing whereas disney has them like all right there here's the scene you're animating aladdin you're animating jafar you're animating the cat you're the dude that gets to flex and animates the rug or excuse me the mm -hmm. magic carpet uh yeah and there's it, like there's a reason for that right it's like the uh in anime you usually have like a unifying style Right, that every everybody needs to follow, and that usually falls on to the character designer or the animation or the art director of the show, like whoever's designing the look of it. Um, and so they'll go through and take everybody's animation and just like redraw all the key moments, and then everybody else will take that 
and then follow those guides that the the single animator creates right and so that that specific role doesn't exist in western animation uh instead you either in a lot of western studios they're just like you need to draw more on model or Mm -hmm. less on model this is something that really annoys me with like the animators react with corridor digital because they'll bring on a guy who's worked at disney for 25 years to comment Uh on anime (laughs) like it's like they're completely different work environments with completely different roles and requirements and this guy will be like yeah yeah so like they'll be watching like attack on titan and then he'll be like oh this is how maybe they they handled it and tackled it and they did this and they did that and like meanwhile i'm over here i was like no 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 they drew this shit with pencil and paper and they made a bunch of mistakes and it took some guy later down the line to fix all those mistakes uh, because that's his one function in the company is just to fix the mistakes on this particular show. <laughs> While in Disney, they have uh, the cast, the characters for cast, right? Um, so you, there's no like one singular character designer. They get all the animators to submit character designs and then whoever the designs are chosen for they're the ones who get assigned that character and then they have to animate that character for the remainder of the show or the movie or whatever. And like, it's a good way to keep the animators like creatively involved from beginning to end and to keep a distinct look of the show. But there is no way in hell any of those animators can go through and draw any other character but their own. So it's like, it's very limiting creatively for that reason. Anime solves this by allowing you to draw every character. (laughs) <laughs> it's, an interesting, it's interesting that they both have and it i definitely um i don't know if we're gonna cover this in this episode or we might have it for next episode for we'll like what our plans are one, yeah. yeah next week for what our plans are but uh before the new year starts i want us to like figure out all right what where i'm gonna go next because i i'm at a uh uh an impasse in my current journey right now and i'm kind of using this month to have a soft reset so that way once the new year starts i can go full ham on all right which direction am i going here's the mindset for this year here's this here's that i'm kind of also yeah well we'll come from... up with a a year theme for you as well and yeah. then re- we got to redo the task list yeah uh for both of us we got we got a lot coming up in the early year but uh yeah. first i think our next episode is actually the mushoku tensei one. Oh shit right i gotta fuck on i mean uh let me see it's uh how many episodes are out i gotta see how much i can binge before uh let me see how many episodes i can binge before uh, that episode uh, it is i want to say like 60 ish episodes almost Currently, no 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 i would say 50 something because it's let's see no because it's yeah it's two uh, it's three core so yeah. one and a half seasons plus an oba so it has Wikipedia hasn't updated the listing then, because only right now it has... Because you have Mushoko Tensei Season 1, which is Core 1 and 2, yeah. and then you have Mushoko Tensei Season 2, which is just Core 1 right now, and then Core 2 comes out next year. Okay, so I got 11, 12, 13... I got 36 episodes to binge and try and refamiliarize myself with the series. Yes. I think i could uh i can also just binge some of the manga too but problem is like it'll be an animation thing versus a manga thing and then there's also the books well the story is the exact same in in the anime and manga um mm-hmm. as far as i know uh as far as i read all the way up until i want to say uh some of the 
season two. Some just of the so season I can two is slightly different than the yeah than the manga. But I just want to refamiliarize myself with the series before we go hand because that's actually a topic that I want to talk about and not like oh did that happen or that I actually do want to come prepared for that episode before anything else. All right. Well, you could spend the next week worrying about it, but uh, let's sign off for now. Yeah. Uh, any any last words you want to leave our dear listeners for this uh, Disney Christmas? Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the holidays. I wish everyone a very merry Merry Christmas and a happy holidays. Uh, make sure that you at least reach. Uh, uh, one thing that I do want to say: reach out to people that you normally uh, that you've been like re- hesitating on. Because that's something that I've been trying to do myself while I was on the boat. I really wanted to say, you know what? Let me reach out to some people that I haven't had a chance to really say anything. Just tell them hi. Say what's going on. You know, just try and start a conversation again. You know, yeah, because... Catch up, catch up with your old friends. Friends, family, acquaintances. Just, you know, you'd be surprised how much it really means to someone to just get a hi or how you're doing. And don't lose out on these bonds that you've made over your life because sometimes some people can't reach out and sometimes you do got to go out of your comfort zone and be the one that initiates the conversation. And I know for sure that I am going to be doing that a lot more now because I have a lot of family that I haven't really talked to. And I do feel sad that it's like, damn, they are, they're in my state and they do sometimes reach out to me. It's just, you know, everyone's busy and you know, we can't all be there for everyone, but it's nice to at least get a text and say, you want to know what I'm thinking about you. I'm, you know, we're still family and I hope you have a very Merry Christmas. Uh, same for me. Yeah. Merry Christmas, everybody. Gene, 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 Gina, it's standing by.